Welcome. I am your pastor, Pastor Omar Ellison with Salt and Light Covenant Church. Open up your hearts as we enter in to hear a word from the Lord. We're going to start in Genesis chapter 3. First verse. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. Now he put a question there. You all have heard this scripture before. We all familiar with it. So he asked a question. The enemy is going to always have you question the word of God. And when you question the word of God, it's to bring doubt on what God said. He's going to always mix it with a little truth. And if you're not mindful and if you're not used to rolling the spirit of truth, your tongues, your buddy, you will miss it because it is so subtle. So we know he posed a question to bring about doubt about the word of God. Amen. Amen. And then she turned and, and the woman, verse two, and the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. Then her response to him, the serpent, was not in line with what God said. So we got the serpent, posed the question, brought about doubt. Now, what God said is not truth. He is the spirit of truth. And because of that, you know the story. The serpent was cast out. The fall of man came behind a lie. Every fall is going to come behind a lie. You may not see it as a lie because we see it as no harm. It's the innocent things. And this came behind the series Mind Renovation. Pastor did the series on mind renovation, and then he came back with that, with being kingdom-minded, and just thinking about the messages, and rolling the word, and coming in here on Wednesdays, doing the Bible studies, the Lord gave me a dream, and in that dream, and this all has to do with being kingdom-minded, okay, and in the dream, I could look into it, there was a spirit, and there was a person, Nobody was talking, but I could understand the thoughts that were going back and forth. And we have this spirit, and there is something that's totally out of character for this person. And I'm saying that is totally out of character for them. But yet, they were compelled, and they was drawn to this thing. And I was, as I was looking in, and I was saying, why are they drone that's not their character it's nowhere in their thought at you know at this time and the lord said they believe the lie and so i said they believe the lie and there was nothing on this person's mind the thought just hit their mind and because of the thought 
as I began to look into it, it wasn't a lie that was before them at that time. It's something that they took hold of without even realizing it. So we're going to talk about how the subtle lies of the enemy come in. I don't want you to focus on lies that people tell because we get caught up on people. It's not about people. People is never your issue. We get caught up on the lies that people tell. She's a liar. He's a liar. That's not what he's dealing with. It's not even about that. We know there's only one liar, and he's the father of liars, and that's, and that's Satan. Okay? So we understand what went on in the garden, okay? Now, if you would go with me to uh, John. Let's go back. I want you to put your eyes on it. Go to Genesis 2 and 16. And it reads, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou may freely eat. Now, you see the difference in those stories. And we understand what Satan said, which was the fall of man, came behind a lie. Now go to John chapter 8 and 44, 44th verse. Are we there? And it reads, ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there is no truth in him, when he speaks, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. Who is the father of lies? Now, is Satan of the kingdom of darkness? Or the kingdom of our eldest brother, Jesus Christ. The kingdom, of, the kingdom of darkness. So we understand that lies are created from the kingdom of darkness. And, it's, and there is no middle ground here. You're either operating in the kingdom of darkness or the kingdom of Jesus Christ, the kingdom of light. So if the kingdom of darkness is operation, you know there has to be lies. There is, that's the only way that he can deceive and operate is through a lie. We do understand that, right? Amen. So, how do we live our lives? If he's saying that this person was compelled and drawn toward this behind a lie, what lie did they buy? What lie do we buy innocently without even thinking about it? See, because remember, he's subtle. But we live our lives and stuff come up and what we say, it ain't no harm. No harm. The lie of no harm will keep us from going out in the masses and opening the blinders eyes. Because there is only two kingdoms, amen? Yeah. The kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. I'm going to read John 8 and 44 in the Amplified. Ye are of your father the devil, and it is your will to practice the desires which are characteristic. Remember I said it was totally out of that person's characteristic. Of your father. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks what is natural to him. For he is a liar and the father of lies, and have truths. He takes, the enemy takes through lies. The kingdom of God, of our eldest brother, he gives. You got one kingdom that takes and one kingdom that gives. 
He gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. That's where we're to dwell at. Let's not find ourselves behind the no harm lie operating in the kingdom of darkness and not realizing it, okay? Now let's go to Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. And we're going to start in the first verse. Who has believed our report? And to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Verse 2. Now let's go to verse uh, 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Do you believe that? We're talking about the kingdom of our eldest brother, Jesus Christ, the kingdom of God, okay? Let's go to verse 10. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Verse 11. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many for he shall bear the iniquities, their iniquities. Jesus Christ. We're talking about Jesus here. We read that scripture and we know that scripture. Yet, remember, it's not about us. All of us have seen victories in our lives. But when we go to the hospital... Do we see the effects of what we say and we believe? See, now that's the one that troubles me. I say, God, I know that I'm missing something here. And it is unbelief somewhere. Because until we can, we see healing go forth, not that we're praying for healing. Healing is and it does belong to the children of God. When we lay hands, the sick is healed, they shall recover. But we don't always see that. Like I said, we've had some victories, but we've had some failures. Amen? But we keep pushing toward that mark of a higher call in Christ Jesus. And we keep seeking and we keep knocking and that's what we're doing here today. We are exposing the lie, the lie of no harm, okay? And we operate this without realizing it. The lie of no harm. So that's what I want you to focus on. What it does harm it when when we do that, it impairs your mind, your thinking. And when you're impaired, it's kind of like you're twixt in between. You're double-minded. You know, uh, you know, like when you you know when you say sometimes they they you know they're not thinking straight. Their mind they're impaired in their thinking. So what causes you to be impaired? What pulls you away from the word? Because you know the word, you know he is a healer. So sometimes the way that we deal and operate is just a little off because there's something that we don't understand. Perhaps it's something, the lie that we bought, that offsets our belief system because there's only two kingdoms. We can't straddle the fence. You either operate in the kingdom of darkness Are they in the kingdom of his dear son? Keep that before you. Now, 
in that dream, he said it's, it was the lie that he received. Received defined. Received generally is accepted as being right or correct because it is based on authority. When you receive something, you perceive it as being right, but look, it's based on authority. So what we're receiving, what authority is it based on? Is it that of the kingdom of Jesus Christ or that of the kingdom of darkness? It's subtle. You'll miss it if you're not rooted and grounded in the word. Remember, he's not going to broadcast it across the microphone. Hey, y'all, I'm about to deceive y'all. Watch this trick. That's not the case. He's going to say, hey, baby. Hi, sister. What do you think about this? He's going to pose a question to bring doubt into you, your belief system. Anytime anybody poses a question to make you doubt this word, it comes from which kingdom? Darkness. Ain't no ifs and buts. I don't care who lips. Remember, the person had to receive the lie. We have to be careful about what we're receiving and what we're believing. Because when you receive it, you're only going to give out what you received. So be very careful about what you're receiving. It should be based and this should be your authority. Not that of the kingdom of darkness. Receive is an adjective that refers to something that is largely accepted as true or good. When you receive something, you let it enter. It's admitted. To accept it mentally. Remember the attack is all, where's the, the, it's up here, it's a mental. He always attacked the way that you think. The mind. When you receive something, you let it in. You admit. When you receive and you're not casting down. The word tells us to cast down every imagination and every high thing that exalts itself to the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity and to the obedience of Christ. So the only thing that you should be receiving and letting in is this word of God. Amen? Amen. That and that alone. But when you receive something, you let it in, it's admitted, and you accept it mentally in your mind. That thought, whatever you receive, it's accepted. And if you don't cast it down, then what happens? It began to take root. You began to operate in that thing. And because it's so subtle, you don't even know where you got off track. What happened? How did I let this in? It's by something that you received, wasn't cast down, and now it's beginning to take root. It's going to be just like we received the word. And it takes root. You can receive a negative or a lie and it will take root. None of us. The enemy roamed to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. That's why the Holy Ghost, he said, I'll send you a comforter. And the Holy Ghost is going to lead and guide us into all truth. 
So why do you think the attack is on the Holy Ghost and you speak it in your tongues and, and the enemy tell you that's not necessary? Because he don't want nobody to detect the lie. He can fool you, but he can't fear the spirit of truth. He can't fool the spirit of truth. So he have you go week in and week out and you rolling stuff and you talking and you ain't spoken tongues yet. Oh, he said, I got them because they can't detect me. I'm smooth. I'm a smooth operator. Y'all, y'all, y'all heard people say that. That's a smooth sister right there. We're going to talk about them silver tongues. We call them silver tongues devils. Oh, they can, they, can, they can work it and they can speak a thing. It'll go right over your head. And people fall for it. And you be going, standing on the outside. You say, how did they fall for that? Oh, it was smooth. And if you didn't have the Holy Ghost, guess what? You would have fell for it too. That's the only thing that detects a lie. Is the Holy Ghost. So why is the enemy fighting it so? Because it's a radar. It's like a missile. It'll seek out a lie and it'll destroy it. Roll your tongues. Pastor done told y'all, roll them tongues. Get ugly at the house, as he say. Amen? Get ugly. See, because if you don't get ugly with that, he gonna get ugly with you. All he wait is for the opportunity. For the opportunity. The word of God for the believers is the final authority. The final authority, the word of God. Choose Christ. Choose Christ. Now go with me to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. And we're going to start in the 11th verse. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe. Here we are again, okay? He came unto his own, and his own received him not. That means they rejected the truth. So those that rejected him, which kingdom do you think they operate in? If you reject truth, you work it, you operate in the kingdom of what? That's real simple, isn't it? Okay, in verse 12, he said, but as many as received him, remember in the dream, he said they received a lot. As many of those that received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believed on his name. So not only do you have to receive it, you have to believe it. In the kingdom of Jesus Christ, okay? You have to receive and you have to believe. Now, on the flip side, in the kingdom of darkness, you have to receive the lie and you have to believe the lie. And how do you know if you believe the lie? Your speech will tell on you. Your speech will tell on you. See, because once you receive this word, you're going to be talking like it. As you go to and fro, when situations happen, the word's going to come up. That's when you're in the kingdom of Jesus Christ, his dear son, okay? But when you receive the lie from the kingdom of darkness, when stuff come up, 
you're going to sound like your father. See, in the kingdom of darkness, there's only one father, and that's Satan. So the thoughts and what you're coming out of your mouth, yeah, are they wicked? Because that's all that, that's, he don't know, he, there's no good in him. There's, there's, it's only darkness. So we're going to talk about that. And Lord, I repent right now because I'm guilty as well. I'm guilty. We all say stuff not knowing where it come from because it's a part of customs. It's a part of culture. It's a part of what we grew up with. We heard everybody else say it. And now we've taken that on and we still say those little cliches, not realizing that we're straddling the fence when we do that. Because we should be, we're kingdom minded. Our minds been renovated. We've casted down those thoughts. So we shouldn't be talking like those that are in the kingdom of darkness. So we need to check what we're saying. What we're saying, is it because we receive the lie of no harm? No harm. Let's receive truth. Let's not deviate from this word. In order to not deviate from it, you have to put the word in there. So when situations come up, the word comes out. The word. Everything's going down but the word of God. Now we say that, but do we live our lives accordingly? Now we, we see, we've all had victories, but this is bigger than our victories. This is about going out in the highways and the byways, setting the captive free. Because if we end this for ourselves, guess what? Y'all know the, what's the answer? We missed the mark. We missed the mark. John, you don't have to turn here. John 14 and 6, it says, Jesus said unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Satan is a lie. No man cometh into his kingdom but by a, a lie. That's simple, isn't it? Very simple. Kingdom of darkness, kingdom of Jesus Christ. Kingdom-minded. See, in order to be kingdom-minded and grasp this, you got, we got to dispel these lies. We got to be honest about ourselves. What are we believing? Are we straddling the fence? And if we're straddling the fence today and we need to pull some stuff up, we're going to pull it up. Because we want to go out as commissioned disciples and we want to see the blinded eyes open. We want to see healing go forth. But that is only done by truth. No darkness. No darkness at all. Just as we receive the authority and power by believing on Jesus, Satan seek out whom that he can gain power books. When you believe a lie, you just gave your power book away. And you say, well, I'm not going to give Satan my power books, not knowingly. See, he's not going to come after you in a way that you recognize is subtle. So we're going to talk about how do you give up your power books without knowing it, amen? amen? The principle of receiving and believing lies, Satan, he's the father. His kingdom is built on what? 
power books. Now, have we been delivered from the power of darkness? Do you believe that? We believe that, right? Believers been delivered from the power of darkness. Now, has Satan been stripped of all of his power? Has, you don't know? (laughs) Has Satan been stripped of all of his power? So if you're not sure whether he's been stripped of his power, you're in trouble. See, because in the kingdom, we're citizens of heaven, okay? And we have everything that comes with that, okay? So if that's where we are, we believe that Satan has no power and no authority over the believer. But if you believe that he has power, then you straddle the fence. You're straddling the fence between, between the kingdom as a believer, the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and the kingdom of darkness. Because you receive the lie that he has power when the word has told you that he does not. So which one is it? We can't be double-minded here. Does Satan have power? No. Are you sure? You cannot give him your power books. The only power that he has is when he suggests thoughts, you receive them and believe them. Cha-ching, power book. Cha-ching, power book. Now, do y'all think that he's going around seeking people out in his own kingdom? No. He's trying to cross the fence and come over and get some of your sheep because we all got sheep assigned to us and not only will he get your sheep the big bad wolf will get you if you're not rooted and grounded in the word so he comes over into your kingdom trying to deceive you in a subtle way to get your power books that's the only way he has power so Satan doesn't have power he's been stripped of all his power made an open show by our eldest brother Jesus Christ there is no in between now taboo do y'all believe witchcraft work mm, see there the answer is yes I can tell by your answers yes so witchcraft is of whose kingdom so if you believe that witchcraft work then you believe in the kingdom of darkness so how does it work it can only work if you receive that lie and you believe it so why is witchcraft working because we have brought that lie that it does work and gave him our power books because if you don't believe it you don't receive it it can't work because Satan has been stripped of all of his power. So how in the world is the witches operating? Why are we fearful? You cannot conquer something that you're fearful of. I'm not going to that city because they do voodoo. We got Christians who's afraid of voodoo. So, when, so that means you can't tell me that you're afraid of voodoo and you ain't bought a lot. Because Satan does not have power. The only power that he has, if you believe that he has power, and if you believe it, that means you bought the lie. Mm. 
If you say you're not going to a city because they do voodoo, that means you were not, Satan put that lie out there and you bought it. And you believed it because you won't go to the city. So therefore, looks like me, to me, you straddle the fence. And then we wonder why we can't open the blinded eyes. See, because you can't get a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways and he can't get anything from God. So could it be that we bought a lie and we're double-minded, not realizing that believing in voodoo and witchcraft, we've given our power books and we've given power and authority to the enemy to work? See, when he roams around, he should see not working, not working, not working. Oh, they really believe. Well, I can't operate if they don't buy my lies, see? Because I'm the father of lies, and that's all I do is I just produce lies. And I'm good at what I do. But if you don't see, Satan is a spirit, and, you, and we must fight in the spirit, okay? And, and how do you counteract the lie? With the word and with your tongues. And if you don't ever get this, then there's some eyes. There's some healings that's on your path that you've yet to reach. But if you can move past the lies, that's clipping that string, that lie, that no harm lie that the enemy told you. It seems innocent, doesn't it? If I can think, I can go back. I have family members. They talked about it, how it works. You grow up, you hear about it. You hear about the older people telling you what happened to cutting this. And you hear, this is part of what we grow up hearing, you all. So the fear was put in us from youth. And then as we grow up, that lie has been out there. We believe it not knowing that if we don't clip that string, it's going to hinder our walk with God. The lie. Satan has no power. What if the Lord send you to North Carolina? See, that's that, that, see they say that's, that's our territory. But why is that their territory? Because people are afraid to go up there. And people believe that that's their territory and that's where they work at. That means they got a lot of folk up there that have given their power books. Don't give up your power books. That's the first lie we must dispel. Because if you think that, that means you're double-minded. And let's not be double-minded about that one thing. Amen? Amen. 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 Now let's go to Mark chapter 3. If you would turn to me, with me to Mark chapter 3. We're going to start at the 13th verse. And it reads, everybody there? And he goeth up into the mountain and calleth unto him whom he would, and they came unto him. And he ordained twelve that they should be with him, and and that he might send them forth to preach. And to have power to heal sickness 
and to cast out devils. What you say? He gave us, uh, uh, first of all, are you a disciple of Christ? Yes. Okay, y'all believe that, right? Yes. So did he give you power as a disciple and a believer? Did he give you power to cast out devils? So if he gave you power to cast out devils, why as believers we believe in witchcraft? So we're saying that power rules. His power does not rule. You see what I'm saying? Back and forth, double-minded, double-minded. And then we wonder why we can't cast out devils. Because Beelzebub ain't going to cast out Beelzebub. Because if you bought the lie that he has authority... And he has power and he can operate. He's not going to cast himself out. That's only done by the spirit of truth. I had the opportunity here in a family situation. There was a lie that was put in place that went back to the 1930s. There had been turmoil for years over that same lie. People died, people were born, and the people that were born died. We talking about 99 years. A lie that stood for 99 years. And then the Lord come and deal with me to deal with the situation. And I said, we're not doing what we've done before. If we're going to do this, we're going to have to do it God's way. We're going to have to do it according to the word, and we're going to operate in love. And love will conquer all. We're not doing an eye for an eye. Eye for an eye is a part of whose kingdom? Darkness. Darkness. And it had been an eye for an eye. This one stand up. This one pass away. This one take the baton, an eye for an eye. And an eye for an eye went on for generations and generations until love stepped on the scene. The word of God. We're going to love in spite of. We're going to forgive all past trespassing because he forgave us of our trespassing. Some was mad that we forgave the trespassing. But guess what? The will of God was done. They got the victory in that situation because of love, because of the word. Eye for an eye. We hear people say that all the time. Well, they did me. I do them. Eye for an eye. We even. Okay? That is not the kingdom of his dear son. Power bucks just left. Every time you do that, power bucks. You're giving away your power bucks. Let's not give away our power bucks. Okay? We've been ordained, amen? Are you ordained of God? Yes. Do you believe as a disciple you are ordained? Yes. Okay. And he, and, okay. And he ordained 12 that they should go be with him and that they, and that, and that he might send them forth to preach and to have power to heal sickness and to cast out devils. Verse 16. And Simon, he surnamed Peter. And then it goes on to name the disciples. We are his disciples today. Amen. Amen. We are the being kingdom minded. We have that authority. But we don't see that. We don't even see. We have raising the dead power because he's in us. 
but we can't even open the blinded eyes because we straddle the fence. If we really think about it, in our speech, and our language, and what we believe, hadn't even thought about it. But it goes against what we say we believe, and that ought not to believe. We're going to believe the word of the Lord and the word only. His word is the final authority. Would you agree with that? All right. If you agree with that, then we're good. I'm going to read Amplified. Look at the Pharisees. And this is uh, Matthew 21 and 23. Let's, let's go ahead and just turn there. Go ahead and turn there. Matthew 21 and 23. Let's start at 13. And he said unto them, it is written. This is when Jesus went into the temple, okay? And he said unto them, it is written, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. Verse 14. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. He didn't say he prayed for them. He healed them. Now go to verse 23. When he entered the temple area, I'm reading this in Amplified. When he entered the temple area, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, by what kind of authority are you doing these things? Look at what they ask. By what kind of authority are you doing these things? They recognized that there was an authority with him. We as believers have that same authority if we believe in the resurrection power, if we believe in Jesus Christ, if we say that we are part of the kingdom of, G- of, uh, of Jesus, okay? We got that same authority. And then, and they said, and who gave you this authority to exercise this power, to demonstrate this power? Who gave you this power? So we got the kingdom of Jesus Christ that exercised, that has given us authority and power. So there leaves no room for the kingdom of darkness to exercise power and authority because it's been stripped away by Jesus Christ and now you have it. But he is always trying to get you to believe otherwise, to straddle the fence, to be twixt in between, to be double-minded. And if you're double-minded, can you operate in this power and this authority? No. So a lot of times when we go out, we don't see it because of that one glitch, that one string that needs to be clipped. Satan has no power. Witches has no power. Coming up to Halloween, y'all need to say that. And later. Okay. Okay. No, we going there. See, cause we 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 gonna go there today, cause we gonna make some things plain, okay? Cause we not gonna continue on this path. We gonna expose the devil, okay? And make him shame by the truth, okay? Now, Mark sixteen. Go to Mark sixteen. I call this the Great Commission. Mark 16, we're going to start in the 15th verse. 
But before I read that, I'm going to read Genesis 1 and 26. I like the amplified version. Then God said, let's just see what the father intent was from the beginning. Then God said, let us, the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit, make man in our image according to our likeness, not physical, but a spiritual personality and moral likeness. And let them have complete, what was that word? Complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the cattle, and over the entire earth, and over everything that creeps and crawls on the earth. Did he do it? He didn't change his mind. Even after the fall. He put the power back in our hands. Complete authority. Now, Mark 16, the 15th uh, verse. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. We are believers, right? This is always before me. God, you said these signs will follow believers, but we don't see these signs. And you said greater works will do because you go to your father. So what is it that we need to correct? It's always on our part. These signs shall follow the believer. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Now, in my name, devil and tongues went together here in this scripture, didn't it? Did he? He put it there for a reason, you think? So you'll know the spirit of truth. Try the spirit by the spirit. In my name, you can cast out devils. So don't go around thinking Satan has no power. In my name, you will cast out devils. And they shall speak with new tongues. They should take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Do you all want that? Do you want that? I want that. Me, Lord. It's me that's standing in need. It's me, Lord. I, mind renovation. Renovate, mind renovation. Kingdom minded. I want to be kingdom minded. I don't want to be deceived no longer by the enemy through casual conversations. I don't want to be deceived. I don't. Amen. So then after the Lord has spoken unto them, he was received up into heaven. Amen. And he sat on the right hand of God because it was finished. It was finished. And in John 14, he said, if you love me, now keep my commandments. And then 16 says, and I will pray the father and he will send you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Never leave you. Nor forsake you. He'll lead and guide you to all truth. Yes, 
even, then verse 17 say, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot what? Receive. There we go, that receiving again. The world cannot receive the spirit of truth because it seeth him not. The spirit of truth is a person. We got the Holy Ghost in us. We're supposed to be operating in the spirit of truth. Are y'all in agreement with that? They can't see him, neither they know him. They don't know him either. But ye know him, for he dwelleth within you and shall be in you. The Holy Spirit. The definition of subtle. Making use of clever and indirect methods to achieve something. Indirect methods. Remember I told you he never come at you? See, what we always say, I can deal with an upfront per- person because I always know where they mind at. See, but the enemy going to always be subtle. He's going to make use and he's going to be clever in indirect methods to achieve his goal to bring you down and get your power books to increase his kingdom. That's the end goals. Sounds like the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Now, how do we, where do we miss this at? Now, God say, if a man, in John, it tells us if a man say he loved God and hated his brother, he's a liar. So if that's what the word say, that's what the word meant. So if you hate your brother, then you're a liar. And you just gave Satan your what? Because he is the father what? Okay, now, we got that. When the word hate, let's deal with the word hate. When I began to look up the word hate, I was just baffled. And like you said, you have to repent all over again. Hate, and synonyms of hate. So the the Bible says, if a man, if you don't love your brother, I mean, you're in trouble. Therein, as I love made perfect, when we love the brethren. But hate is is defined as extreme dislike. Discuss. How many of us have said, you know what, they disgust me. That's hate. You're a liar. You see why we cannot operate and the eyes are not open. We bought the lie. And then we say that somebody's on the receiving end of that. And now they go through life crippled behind a lie. The enemy used you in the body to cripple somebody else. And then he be standing back laughing. They don't even see it's me operating. What another one we say? No love loss. No love loss. Ain't no love loss here. That was a synonym for hate. And how, and over a course of time, I know all of y'all have heard people say that. No love loss here. That should not be a part of the kingdom's children. We are citizens of heaven. That should not be a part of our language. That's the kingdom of darkness in operation. Power bucks. She repulsed me. We got bad blood between us. All these sound familiar? Part of hate, the definition of hate. Giving folk nasty looks. You know how women, come on. We can give you a look. 
Husbands remind us, or we give y'all a look, say that's a nasty look. That's the kingdom of darkness. Let's just keep it real. We're going to keep it real. That's, the, that's of the kingdom of darkness. Satan beguiles. He beguiles. He deceives by cunning means. Influenced by trickery. Silver-tongued. Able to speak in a way that make other people do or believe what you want them to do or believe. That silver-tongued devil. Women, we all done met them. Men, you met some. Some women have simple tongues. Men and women both have silver tongues. Yeah, right. And the enemy used them to deceive you. How many marriages has, has come together behind a silver tongue devil? The enemy used some. See, because God has someone for everybody. Because of your blueprint from the foundation of the earth. You have a blueprint. That husband is on there. But he will use the silver tongue devil to come and talk it to you. And you will swear that's your husband. And then the second day y'all marry, it is on and popping. And you try to figure out how in the world did I get myself caught up with this. That silver tongue devil. We say it about others. If it's received and believed. It's of the kingdom of darkness. It's of the kingdom of darkness. Let's not find ourselves operating in the kingdom of darkness. Halloween, y'all, is in the kingdom of darkness. I don't care what y'all say. It is not about the candy. It is not harmless. Let's get, see, that's another one. We do it, oh, it ain't no harm. It's just candy. We don't celebrate the kingdom of darkness. We don't celebrate riches. They have no power. So why are we lifting them up? See, because when you're celebrating, you're putting them here. When we should be putting it under our feet. So think about that on October. At the end of the month, okay? What kingdom you going to be operating in, okay? The kingdom of his dear son, Jesus Christ. We understand which kingdom we to operate in. Yeah. And we know what, clean, what strings to clip, right? Yeah. So we're going to clip them. Yeah. We're going to walk out that door and we're going to clip them. And we're not going to buy lies anymore. Amen. Because it's the lies that we've received and believe that causes us to stumble in life. And that causes the power not to be exercised. And the blinded eyes open. And the lame healed. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a hand. I, Pastor Omar Ellison, Lady Ellison, and the Salt and Light family would like to thank you for joining us in today's broadcast. You can visit us at 1350 East Mayhan Drive, which our service times are every Sunday at 12 noon and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. You can also visit us at Facebook and YouTube at Salt and Light Covenant Church or visit us at our website at saltandlightcovenant.com. We thank you again, and until next time, you be blessed.